0: Ziggurat Productions proudly presents Third Ear Radio Theater. And now, Metropolis, adapted from the original novel written by J. von Harbaugh. Produced, engineered, sound effects and original music composed and performed by Bob Flick. Produced, directed, and sound effects by Harry James I was a rare visitant to the Club of Sons. I preferred the solitude of my lab, but when the desire took me to join in the excitement of the stadium competitions, I was most joyous of all, playing on from victory to victory with the laugh of a young god. The Club of Sons was one of the most beautiful buildings of Metropolis, and that was not so very remarkable. For fathers of wealth and power had presented this house to their sons. It was more a district than a house. It embraced theaters, pleasure palaces, a stadium, the famous eternal gardens, and servants whose chief task was to serve. I wore, as all the youths here, the white silk and soft, supple shoes. The beautiful beings here knew only pleasure, never worked or sweated, unless from sport. Still tingling from the icy coolness of falling water, every muscle still quivering in the intoxication of victory, I lay, stretched out, panting, smiling, almost insane with joy. Loving little women attended me, waiting roguishly and jealously to see from whose fine fingertips I would eat the fruits of my desire. Here's your drink, Freighter. How was your day at the stadium? Wonderful. Would you like to go swimming? No, 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 I've had enough for today. Would you like to come and play in the fountain? No, you go on ahead. Suddenly, through the main door of the Eternal Gardens came a procession of children. Come along, children. They were all holding hands. I've got the door. They had dwarves' faces, Look how gray, ancient, little ghost-like skeletons, covered with faded rags and smocks. They had colorless hair and eyes and walked on emaciated bare feet. Their leader was a girl with the austere countenance of the Virgin. Look, children. These are your brothers and sisters. And look here, masters. These are your brothers and sisters. The girl's eyes seem to rest perpetually on mine. Please, leave. We must clear this area. This way, please. Children, come. Get them out of here! How could you do such a thing? The eternal garden scintillated. The beautiful beings in it thrown out of balance. Music! Major Domo, come here. Who was that girl? Sir, I know this is inexcusable and I'll find out who is responsible for this and have their head. No, no, no. Nobody is to be dismissed. As you wish, master. Do you know who that girl was? No, sir. Who? Who was that girl? Does anyone know? Shall I order an investigation? No, no. Nobody is to inquire about her. I thought of Slim, my all-powerful protector. My keeper, ordained by my father. One word to him, and if the girl still walked the earth, Slim would find her. But one does not set a bloodhound on the track of a sacred white fawn. I walked home as though going into exile. I shut myself up in my lab for days. At nights I clung to my creation and forced the monstrous solitude of the heavens down to me. Pleasure passed through my body as I considered my shining creation, waiting only for me. My machine was not large, appearing fragile in the huge room in which it stood. The soft luster of my creation seemed to raise itself to leap, even when not in motion. It possessed something of a fair godliness of a beautiful animal quite fearless, because it knows itself to be invincible. Tonight I shall be with you again, entirely enwrapped by you. I'll pour out my life into you. I shall feel the giddiness as you throw yourself out into your boundless element. Carry me through the huge sea of midnight. Mount Everest will remain a hill below us. You shall carry me and I shall know you carry me as high as I wish. I was never so near tears in my life. My hands formed music from the chaos of the notes. ...struggling with the vibration of the sound and stirring me to my innermost depths. I stood in the middle of the sea. It was a reef upon which waves foamed, dashing violently onward. Above me, the vault of heaven in Lapis Lazuli. Hovering therein, the twelve-fold mystery signs of the zodiac in gold. Set higher above them the eight crowned ones, the planets, and high above all a silver shining bevy of stars, the universe. To my music the stars of heaven began the solemn, mighty dance. I stood in the middle of the sea, on a reef upon which waves foamed, dashing violently onward, and the seventh was always the mightiest. High above, the stars of heaven danced the solemn, mighty dance. Taken to her core, the old earth started from her sleep, her torrents dried up, her mountains fell to ruin, the earth burnt with all she bore, the waves of the sea became waves of fire. But high above, the stars of heaven danced, the solemn, mighty Then from the grey scattered ashes, on trembling wings, unspeakably beautiful and solitary, rose a bird with jeweled feathers. It uttered a mournful cry. No bird which ever lived could have mourned so agonizingly. It hovered above the ashes of the completely ruined earth. Not knowing where to settle, it hovered above the grave of the sea and the corpse of the earth. Never since the sinning angel fell from heaven to hell had the air heard such a cry of despair. Then, from the solemn, mighty dance of the stars, one freed itself and neared the dead earth. Its light was gentler than moonlight and more imperious than the light of the sun. Among the music of the spheres, it was the most heavenly note. It enveloped the morning bird in its dear light. It was as strong as a deity crying, to me, to me. Then the jeweled bird left the grave of the sea and earth and gave its sinking wings up to the powerful voice which bore it. Moving in a cradle of light, it swept upwards and sang, becoming a note of the spheres vanishing into eternity. Perhaps you've noticed, my beloved creation, that you are no longer my only love. Yes, I know that you are a selfish mistress, commanding, Thou shalt have no other gods but me. But I can't help it, my creation. I was bewitched. Even as we caress mind and body together, I still long for her, of whom I do not even know the name. I was high above the city as I stepped out onto the balcony. Thousands of times I had heard that same sound in the city, but thousands of times it seemed I had not comprehended it. It was an immeasurably glorious and transporting sound, as deep and rumbling and more powerful than any other sound on earth. Without being shrill, it penetrated all walls and all things seemed to swing in it. It was the voice of the city. The machines of Metropolis roared. They wanted to be fed. I looked across the city at the building known to the